the train of course crashes and um, Billy and um, basically Rebecca have to make a choice and Rebecca tells him that okay you can go you can go I'll, and I'll say that you know basically you died here and he goes and thanks her for the freedom and Rebecca goes to the mansion to seek where the hell are the rest of his fellow of uh, the rest of her fellow team members it was a beautiful game very beautifully done and it was also really really well received so as you can see resident evil aside from a few terrible games was doing really well but what happened after it that now it's kind of you know being made jokes of and people are not that happy about it either the next game that we had was <laughs> resident evil Dead Aim, which was called Gun Survivor 4, Biohazard Heroes Never Die, the fourth in that whole series of shooter game. It was not again well received, it, it was better received than the other two, it was improving, it, was, it, it actually had a 66 score, but again, people were like Resident Evil is not an action shooter game, it's a survival horror game. So, somebody explain that to Capcom. Next game that came out was Resident Evil Outbreak. This one, thank God, was actually uh, Survival Horror. But as you can see, the font here in the um, logo looked really weird and kind of cool. But you would actually know why in a few minutes after I finish talking about the games. Now, uh, the game was released and it was the first game to feature game cooperative gameplay and online multiplayer on PS2, which again was not actually that easy if you played um, online on PS2. So the series depicted the um, events that happened in Raccoon City. It was set in the timeline for Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, it also had an expansion called Resident Evil Outbreak, file number 2. The game had a lot of fun factors, great graphics, but, um, you know, the problem was that, you know, when you played online, you couldn't talk to anybody, and, you know, this was a system limitation. So, it was kind of stupid, like, you know, if you can't talk to those guys, I mean, what's the point of, you know, playing online? The game was somehow well-received with 70%. The games had something completely new. Instead of basically um, uh, talking about the characters that we knew, the Stars Force, instead we're talking actually about none other than, you know, the people of Raccoon City, which was something actually really, really nice. However, the game, you know, it was something like, you know, Walking Dead episodes, but Telltale did a much better job years later, whereas, you know, they could have done as well, but they didn't really. They could have done so. I mean, the gameplay was really the same, but the story and stuff like that didn't really, you know, make us want to play more. 
The game was released in 2003. However, the servers for the outbreak were taken down December 31st, 2007. Japanese servers were taken down 2011. And in 2014, private servers became available for the Japanese versions, which meant that the game was still popular. The popularity of the game mainly became of you know, the fact that you couldn't talk with your friend playing online. So this was really, really cool. You know, you could, for many people, it was cool, not for me. And the coolest thing was that basically, you know, when you played through it, you had to, you know, guess and, you know, the game was made harder. It was, it was a niche kind of gameplay, but people liked it that much to actually support it. The expansion that was coming included some scenarios, a new difficulty level and a new character. And the difficulty the difficulty really related to basically whether you could you know get more items or not. Um, and of course, when it came to you know some regional differences, um, some things the for example the ad libs from the game were removed. Some characters you know were used that you know um, when you use them to make a request, they made a noise. Sometimes they didn't, and. Um, the Japanese version, for example, included subtitles for some cutscenes um, while they, you know, talked in English. It was a weird, small difference. Also, you know, some name changes, like, you know, Linda was called Rinda, <laughs> for some reason, the Japanese version. But she wasn't that kind of an important character. However, the expansion was not well received, and um, with the low score that it got, 58, um... Well, the third expansion, or maybe the third game, was subsequently cancelled. Next game in the series was in 2005, none other than Resident Evil 4. Up to this point, from Resident Evil 3, which was 1999, we did not have another mainstay game you know, from the main story until 2005, which meant six years. In these six years, we had seen release of almost eight or nine games, which was impressive, but, you know, the main story fell behind. Now, when Resident Evil 4 came, Resident Evil 4 became a different game than the rest of the series. In fact, the game was so different that, you know, when it was shown at E3, people were confused as if this actually is or not. And, you know, as you can see, you know, there were many, many versions of um, Resident Evil 4. In fact, they had so many different versions that, you know, all of them could have been a complete game on their own. The first version that was directed by Hideki Kamiya, and it was actually, you know, uh, going to be made in 2000-2001, um, they made a scenario for the game, and they thought that, well, let's make it cool and stylish. Basically, you know, Japanese have a tendency to make the fourth game very different. Like you, you could see with Tekken 4 as well, that was so different in terms of style and, and many things. The story was, you know, based on unraveling the mystery surrounding the body of protagonist called Tony, an invisible man with skills and intelligence that, you know, uh, went beyond what everybody was. And they had superpower abilities, so many stuff. But the character did not look brave and heroic enough from a fixed angle, which was the main um, feature of Resident Evil 4 that made it different. 
So he decided to basically, you know, um, change stuff, make a dynamic camera system. And, you know, they also needed to go to Europe, apparently, to visit the United Kingdom and Spain to take pictures of Gothic statues, um, brim, you know, some stones, bricks, and churches to, you know, get an idea to use, you know, for textures. Developers tried to, you know, make the coolness theme fit into the world of Resident Evil, but never ever came to fruition. Mikami failed it straight way too far from the series survival horror, which basically it was all about, you know, being not able to do stuff as easily as everybody else and becoming a super hero, superhuman, you can say, made things way too easy. So it was kind of, you know, thought that, well, maybe this is not that good to do. They also, <laughs> this is actually very cool to know, Kamiya eventually rewrote the story to be set in a world full of demons and the name was changed to Dante. Sound familiar? The cast of characters also were largely identical to what the Sugimura wrote in his scenario. And, uh, you know, the uh, early version of the things, the father and mother of the character were, you know, for the founders of Umbrella called Lord Oswald E. Spencer. But thank God they were actually uh, taken out. And then <laughs> the game was released and, you know, renamed and was called Devil May Cry. Funny thing. Devil May Cry came from the scrapped first version of Resident Evil 4. To be honest, Hideki Kamiya was actually, you know, visionary. I'm not going to say that basically his idea really fit for Resident Evil 4, but I'm going to say that, you know, what he came up with, it was a very nice idea that he wanted to establish in a new, in a already established world, but he couldn't, so instead he went on to do his own, and it actually worked. But, however, they started development of Resident Evil 4 at the end of 2001, and, well, basically that was what happened. I mean, like, you know, they thought that, hey, we were supposed to make Resident Evil 4, we made Devil May Cry. So, <laughs> they started development of Resident Evil 4 in 2001. And the f announcement was made in November 2002. And this game was one of the f exclusive games for GameCube. And basically, you know, again, they started to change many things. And the game was actually done 40% when they announced it. And they showed things like, you know, um, headquarters, you know, one of the headquarters of Umbrella being in uh, Europe. And traditional monsters that they had, such as zombies. And then they went to E3 2003, which again was now changed. This time again, they changed it and they called it Phantom Resident Evil 4. And basically, um, you know, they claimed that, you know, things uh, were, you know, changing again. We were adding, like, animated suits of armor to make you scared. And now you had dialogue choices and things like that. Again, scrapped. Then Hallucination version came around that had a very basic story concept and stuff like that. And, you know, the, they became so many different versions that, you know, at some point, you know, people were thinking, like, this game would never ever, ever come. Now, there was one of the versions that called Hookman version. This was, you know, from the E3. Um, the Hookman version, you know, this uh, earlier, you know, revision used... 
um, fixed camera angles again um, but when you had the battle you can have the over the shoulder view just like you know um, Gears of War then of course we had um, the final version that finally you know came and you know they decided to actually reinvent the series in the better way and you know they wanted to have the more of the same gameplay but not the exact one and you know they worked really hard on it and we're gonna say that it actually paid off the game that came out received 96 on gamecube 96 on ps2 and 91 on wii and it was really really popular to this day this game is considered the best game in all of resident evil many people love it and they love leon kennedy when it comes to his story i am not gonna spoil it for you because it will also be spoilers for resident evil 2 However, the, it's safe to say that the game was also very popular for one piece of game, and that was none other than the stupid girl, stupid president's girl, that every single time kept getting captured by the enemy. What the hell was wrong with this girl? However, the game was actually really, really cool, had some amazing bosses, and at the same time, the story was really sometimes confusing. But, you know, sometimes you would think to yourself that, okay, I get that. And yet you would think like, how would I understand that? Next game that came after this came was Resident Evil All The Umbrella Chronicles. This game came for the Nintendo Wii in 2007. The game is composed of five different scenarios that tell, talk, um, talk about the events in Resident Evil Zero, Remake, and Nemesis. Basically, this is going to talk about the downfall of the Umbrella Corp, and um, you get to, you know, uh, see more of Albert Wesker, you get to see more of other characters, and you get to understand, like, how the hell did this company do all of this stuff? You get to understand them more and more, and it was something that was needed in terms of story. And the final scenario of the game, which was, of course, not... Uh, following Resident Evil Zero, Evil, or Nemesis, it was actually something new which showed Redfield and Valentine and, uh, you know, as they were trying to investigate Umbrella in Russia and now, you know, things just happened and uh, I'm not going to spoil them here for you, but it was actually really not bad. In terms of story, it was necessary. In terms of gameplay and stuff like that, it actually kind of failed. But this became a precursor to a much bigger title that came and was actually super popular. However, it faced very, very harsh criticism. Resident Evil 5 came after this game in 2009. And it was such a weird game. Perhaps it was the first game in the series that officially made us think that maybe this game is no longer survival horror. Not only did the game not happen in... The, at night, just like the rest of the series, it happened completely in the day. And it, it suffered from many, many problems. Resident Evil 5 had a new look for, for Chris Redfield, which was actually really cool. But instead of being survivor horror focused, it was more focused on action. Well, this was true for Resident Evil 4. We could say that, yes, they were also focused on so much action. At least they had so many survival horror... Uh, elements in there as well it was a nice mix between the two 
But when it came to Resident Evil 5, it did not have any of that. And in fact, it was it was more of an action game. And, well, the character of Shiva trying to help you as an AI was not that good of a character either. So when the game was first released, it was obviously praised for its graphics, for some parts of the story... And they all said that, you know, because of the co-op, the game had um, high replay value, especially with the Easter eggs. And they, uh, the game actually received great scores. 86 was the score. However, when it came to, you know, basically looking at it in a retrospective way, many fans did not even like it. They were all like, why was it so action-focused? But this, this concern became much more serious in another game in the title. This was also a game that we learned way more about Alan, Albert Wesker and Spencer than any other game. In fact, this was the game that we finally understand, and we actually know it from another game, but we finally see that Albert Wesker had, in fact, injected himself with the viruses, and now he's supernatural, he has so much power, and you actually get to fight him on top of a volcano, and you kill him with an RPG. The most anticlimactic death for a character whose very presence was scary, not his powers. We even didn't we didn't even see his powers at play that much. But you know, he was scary as hell. Like every time he was there, we were like, oh no, he's here now. Let's let's just run. However, in Resident Evil 5, he turns into a literal monster and you kill him with an RPG, which <sighs> which was a true kick in the nuts for many of us. And Albert Wesker was no more. So many people were thinking, like, is Resident Evil series over? But hell no, it wasn't. In fact, the next game came and was called The Dark Side Chronicles. It was another Unreal shooter that was developed for V. And the game was a prequel to Resident Evil 4, two years before the events of the game. Now... This must have been, you know, some kind of a, you know, trying to grab money as much as possible and, you know, trying to get it, you know, simply because Resident Evil 5 just came and Resident Evil 4 was so damn popular. So they thought it would work, but while um, you could say that the game was kind of nice, but the story was seriously confusing for those of people who never ever played the game at all. So... The story was, of course, about uh, Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield with Sherry Birkin, again, from the Resident Evil 2. So the game proved popular among fans, but, you know, among fans who never played these games, never became that popular. In fact, it wasn't even scary. It was just another shooter. And you would know that, you know, basically how much they loved shooters. Then we came to Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D, which was released for Nintendo 3DS, which was actually something really cool. When this was released, um, many people were mad that, you know, this is no longer scary, this is a third-person shooter at all, and, you know, it tried to basically combine the mini-games from Resident Evil 4 and 5, and... While it did not have anything of note in terms of story, it was just a stupid damn game, mini game put into a mini console so that people would play it. And, you know, it was not really well received. People were not happy about this. Then came Resident Evil Revelations, which was actually one of the scariest games in the series. 
the game is set between Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 4. Uh, sorry, Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 5. Sorry. <laughs> kind of, you know, lost words there. Uh, it, the game is set between Resident Evil 4 and 5. And it follows Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield. And, you know, basically this was something that people wanted to know. Because many people were thinking, like, what happened to Jill when they played Resident Evil 5? So this explains a lot of that. And in fact, I think in Resident Evil 5 we had an expansion or DLC that... Jill was part of the game. Um, it actually, I think it had a complete version of Resident Evil 5 where Jill Valentine was on the cover. You can actually see it on the cover that I made for the podcast. She's actually there. That's the um, pose that she had in Resident Evil 5. So when the game came, it was seriously praised for um, having new type of action and at the same time that old gameplay for scariness and stuff like that. The game was really praised for its atmosphere and slow combat, just like the old games of the series. But, however, um, they criticized the game for not having like the cruise ship setting and you know the things that matter to many people and uh, the things that we wanted to see about this game. You know, see things like that, but never ever were seen. So the game had 82 score. It was really well received by by the fans. It actually even had an HD version being released for Microsoft, Windows, PlayStation 3, Wii U, Xbox 360 for the consoles at that time. And the game was really, really popular when it came on Nintendo 3DS because it was something new and it was actually scary. Then we had Operation Raccoon City. <laughs> We're not going to even talk about this shit. It's, it's just way too horrible. Then we come to none other than Resident Evil 6. The game that many people waited for. Many people wanted to play it, but disappointed many of us to the point that Capcom wanted to kill off the series completely. Why? So far you can see the Resident Evil in many ways was a very successful series. It did have a few flukes here and there which concerned action gameplay instead of horror. Now imagine if you made the entire focus on the game of the game on action. How do you expect it to succeed? It didn't. It failed miserably. Resident Evil 6 was a ambitious title. It contained many many characters from the series. It contained actually all the characters from the series. It brought them all together. It brought back even a fan favorite character that I'm not going to spoil here and they it put them into a very nice setting and things like that. The game had successful written on it. But when did it become unsuccessful was that when the game became way too action-focused, it became like a Michael Bay movie. The so many different freaking explosions, you know, action-oriented gameplay that did not scare you at all anymore. This was what destroyed Resident Evil and made Resident Evil 6 the black sheep of the entire main series. Even Resident Evil 5 did not receive this much criticism for action gameplay. So when Resident Evil 6 came, people hated it. Nobody, nobody enjoyed the game. And they all just wanted to kill the developers for making such a stupid game. But this was not the first time they make a stupid game, no. This was one of the many stupid decisions Capcom made regarding Resident Evil. Of course, Resident Evil 6 wasn't that horrible in some places. In some places, you could actually see that you know the game 
had some really really cool um scenarios where they you know connected with each other some nice bosses some you know um nice gameplay from time to time but this was again from time to time not consistent so the game was not well received at all in terms of critical score it had a 69 67 score and when it came to fan fans it had a huge backlash people hated the fact that resident evil was now more action oriented and the game didn't even seem that uh, you know the developers didn't seem that really um concerned that you know the game was really awful in terms of you know horror however the game did have a slow start terrible reviews it became capcom's uh, third best-selling title by september 2018 it sold more than 7.2 million copies in february 2013 however capcom issued a statement that the game suffered from poor sales to various development challenges and inadequate organizational collaboration across the company. Then PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version came that sold 1.5 million. So this overall they sold 8.7. While this 8.7 can be contributed to basically um, the popularity of the series, at the same time we can say the PlayStation 4 version, even though again the same criticisms fall, at least it was complete and you could play through some DLCs, you could play online with your friends, and that co-op gameplay actually made things a little bit more bearable. Then came Resident Evil Revelations 2, another game that was supposed to be episodic survival horror, which followed none other than Claire Redfield again, and the first time Barry Burden became a playable character in the game. Plot is set between Resident Evil 5 and 6 in 2011 by the way in resident evil 6 they finally acknowledge that there's a year concerned in the game title and you know they said that hey bullshit so uh the story you know, the game was actually released for uh, pc playstation 3 playstation 4 and it was episodic just like in telltale games were and it has four episodes and while the game was not um amazing in many ways but at the same time it was serviceable to fans looking for some horror and it had some serviceable scores then came one we should never ever speak of umbrella core umbrella core was we shall never ever speak of it i'm, I'm not gonna even speak of it it was like <laughs> remember when i said action oriented games was the main problem of Resident Evil. Imagine if they double on that and release it as a full title. I don't know why Capcom thinks they're good at shooter games. Ever since Resident Evil um, survival, Survivor, they showed that, hey, you cannot do this shit. Stop doing it. Then came Resident Evil 7 after a long hiatus from Resident Evil 6. The game finally came in 2017, five years after. Now, why did it take so long? I gotta wrap this up really quick. Because they wanted to, you know, basically um, change the game to make it better and, you know, make it more survival horror focused. That was why when PT game from Kojima, they had a lot of ideas from him, although they reused a lot of stuff from none other than um, 
Resident Evil 6, especially one boss at least I can say, the game was really really well received because it finally went back to the roots that made Resident Evil what it actually was. So the game became really really popular and it sold really well and went back to the roots. However, you didn't play as one of the characters from the stars team, instead you played as a human character and a you know, human story and the game was not supposed to basically be about um, basically, you know, all the fiasco going on. However, at the end of the game, while well, you think that this Resident Evil is not connected to Resident Evil world at all, you finally see that yes, it is connected because you finally get to meet Chris Redfield, who looks very different from Resident Evil 6. So this game became really, really popular and the name was Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Finally incorporating the name Biohazard into the Western title and Resident Evil into the Eastern title. So the game also had two more DLCs, Not a Hero and of Zoe. And it used some engine called Resident Evil Engine or RE Engine and it was a huge success. As Capcom did that, they thought that instead of making Resident Evil 8, it's better to remake some of the more popular games of the series including Resident Evil 2. Now, as you remember, I did not spoil Resident Evil 2 for you guys, so definitely give it a play, go play it, have a lot of fun playing it. It's really creepy, really scary, but you're going to enjoy it all the way. And while you play it, do remember that other titles from this uh, game are uh, of this series are available on PlayStation Store, including Resident Evil 4, which is connected to Resident Evil 2, or Resident Evil 1 even. So give it a shot, go play it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a long episode, I admit, but it was necessary to basically, you know, tell you the history of this huge franchise. It almost became an hour. So I thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it wasn't too long for you. So we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you guys for joining.